0: Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers.
1: I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day When I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother
2: Circle, Welcome into an episode of Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, as previously mentioned, with our beautiful voice from Clayton Harris there. Taft Ayers, joined in by the producer, the bodyguard, the station protector, the chef. The head man in charge. The preacher. I wish I was the head man in charge sometimes. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Coach Mike is going for the head chair here at Kennedy Broadcasting. As long as I don't have to pay the bills, I'm good. (laughs) watch out. It's a good day today, Coach. And I want to really spend some time today talking about a phrase that many people throw around and say it matters to them. But, Coach, that phrase is customer service. Coach, when you... Now, now listen to me. If you tune into Circle and Broken for things that are not business-related, stick with me. Because this isn't just about business. This is about life. This is a life hack 101. So, Coach, when you hear about customer service, do you... Now, I'm using this for directly related to Coach Mike, okay, and the life of Mike do you associate the phrase customer service with a positive connotation or negative connotation
0: initially? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's usually negative because Mm -hmm. you don't use those two words unless you're contacting the company or the establishment about a problem. Yes.
2: Yes. Correct.
0: Uh, but you know, again, and and then it opens the door for, okay, how does this get handled? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, are they courteous? Are they, Uh, professional about it or, or are they kind of chippy and clippy right. and you know right. well we'll yeah we'll we'll get to it as soon as we can but you know we're not we're not we're not actually too worried about your problem yes i've had that response in a sense uh though they've never really said it <laughs> they uh, didn't
2: come out and say you don't matter yeah it, it should it, here's the thing the words customer service in a phrase should be redundant customer service Like the idea should be, I have a customer and I serve them. Who do I serve? My customers, right? Like those should go hand in hand. Kind of like back in the day, they used to say, now this was a pre-COVID phrase, but back in the day, it used to be live in concert. And it was like. You don't go to a concert. That's not life, right now. But then you got the streaming and all those. things I was going to say later in life, technology yeah, has changed that yeah. comment. That used to be a very uh, big deal there. And so here's here's what gets funny, Coach. It gets interesting for me when I start to look at customer service because I I have worked in roles where I was the number two in an organization, and when I was number two in the organization, I didn't own the business, but I was all hats consultant, kind of chief operating. I had, I did a a corporate chaplain role. And then also one of my things that I did was I handled, I was the top of the the pyramid, I guess you could say, or the workflow chart of customer service. And it was wild because you would like to say that since I was at the top of the customer service chain, that the buck stopped with me. I said you would like to say, but not being the owner of the company, There was still another move, another layer on. top. Yes. Yes. There was still another move where I would have to do that. And it was hard for me because all I wanted to do was serve people. But here's one thing I know about life. It's really easy to serve people with other people's money. It's really easy to say, hey, I'd like to help you. But when it comes out of my pocket, you know, directly that that's tougher. That, that, that's, that's a hard role uh, for a lot of people, especially when it comes to the owner. I made the joke recently that anybody who says the customer is always right has never owned a business because there are many customers that are tough, that are hard. And now I said this wasn't going to be just about business. Think about your family. Think about wanting to keep peace in a family, wanting to serve people in a family this morning coach getting the troops ready okay getting everybody ready to go and i love all my kids i'm not going to say equally i love all my kids in different ways straight up there's a way I love my oldest that I don't love my youngest. There's a way I love the second kid that I don't love the third kid. There's a way I loved our son that was added to our family through adoption that the others will never be able to imagine. Like, like there's, there's just different ways that I love them. And so sometimes when somebody says, I love you all equally, I'm like, dude, they're all different. You know, I don't coach them the same. We don't do homework the same. Now here's what I'm learning, coach. We don't cook for them the same. Here's where I'm going. Growing up, the food was there. If you're hungry, Eat. Period. If you're hungry, eat. If you don't, hey, that's that's on you. I mean that, that that's how I grew up. Don't come back later complaining Correct. you're hungry. Correct, it don't was there. To me. And then I was also had the adage growing up of, oh, you don't want to eat right now. You don't have to. But this will be your food for the rest of the night. Like it'll be right here underneath aluminum foil, you put it in the microwave. Like like mm-hmm. it was not, hey, don't come back to my kitchen later, don't do this. And so I now have these kids that my wife is a phenomenal cook. And it's, to tell her you don't want something is, you know, it's career suicide, but also for some, for some of these kids to turn their nose up at something. I'm like, oh, you idiot. It doesn't get better than this. And so here's what happens. And for those people that think I'm stumping that my wife's listening right now, so I'm just saying these nice things. I got into her car the other day, and she couldn't even find our station. So that's a whole other other thing for another day. Don't fire me, Del.
0: I say, you better start educating better. I have.
2: I have. (laughs) She's like, I listen to it online. I'm like, find the stream, baby. Go to it right now. So here's the move. My third child, who has a lot of opinions, it was breakfast time. And I walked by him and my youngest, and they had this little banter, okay? This is seven- and eight-year-old. And I hear him say to the seven-year-old, I'm not eating that muffin. And he, he tells him that. And now, and when I say muffin, my wife makes homemade from scratch muffins with the glaze on top. It, now, a lot of it has to do with our restaurant mm. venture, but but they've got good food there. And he goes, I'm not eating that muffin. And he says it kind of like a little like criminal, right? Like, I ain't going to mm. do it. And... I said, what? And he said, I'm nothing. And I go, all you're going to get then is cereal. And I said it like a threat, mm-hmm. right? These are first world problems. All you're going to get then is cereal. And he goes, oh, good. Good.
0: And <laughs> I go. That's not much of a threat to go, a young man. I go, hey, but listen,
2: man, we're not going tricks. We're not going this stuff right here. And he goes, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And he like, like stands up to me. He, stand, he goes, it's fine. I just want Honey Nut Cheerios. And I go, we don't have Honey Nut Cheerios, and he goes, third from the left, and I'm like, dang it! And so I go into the pantry and I find the third one from the left, and I come out, and at this point, I begrudgingly set it down, and I'm like, Here, here's your Honey Nut Cheerios, dude, eat it, eat it, it'll be great. You, uh, have you, a, need, to, you need to keep a box of grape nuts around. I do, I do, <laughs> I do. And I said, yeah, that's punishment. I said, I said, have a good day, and I and I start to walk off, and he goes. <clears throat> I'm like, you clearing your throat in my general direction? And he goes, here's the thing. I don't eat honey nut Cheerios. You ready for this, coach? I don't eat honey nut Cheerios without syrup poured into it. And I said, hold on what? And he goes, I'll eat honey nut Cheerios. I go, which you demanded. And he goes, without honey nut without a syrup poured into it. And I go, we're not going to do that. I'm like, "Uh, we put milk in our cereal. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. With a little bit of syrup on top. And I go, I look at my wife now. I'm like, is this how you make a cereal? Like, is this what's going on? And she goes, we're not, we're not doing that. She gives me this look. She goes, we're we're not going to do that. No, no, Cole, you're just going to eat it. And he goes, if you don't want to eat, you can get up. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Well, then I start to look at him. He's not moving. He's sitting there and he's like, I'll eat it when I get my syrup. I'm like, you ain't getting any syrup, dude. Like I start to subject verb agreement goes out the door. Double (laughs) negatives come in. I go like gangster on him. And I'm like, no, buddy, you listen. This is the deal right here. And so coach, here's what happens. I wind up seeing him later, as, as I've just told him, "Hey, you're you're, you're on your own." I come through, and he's just slopping it up. He's just eating, 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 and I go, "Doing it without the syrup, huh?" And I turn, and I see my military hardcore wife, who's the, who's the lawgiver. Tapping the syrup and walking back in to the to the uh, pantry, trying
0: to hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and, and she's like, "Look, don't just whatever." And so I, at this point, I'm I'm playing like fake mad, but but I've gone through a deal here, and I'm like, I know that if I did this for him, she'd be furious. And I'm look at him, and I'm like, "Where do you get off?" Demanding a little bit of syrup to drizzle over your your Honey Nut Cheerios. Now there's people out here hearing this going, he is psycho. And there's other people going, I feel him. That's <laughs> how I ate my Cheerios. I right. and so I look at him and I go, where do you even get that from? And he was like, you've never seen the commercials. And he is on the commercials. They have the the, the cereal, and then there's like this the, the honey, like little touch spring. of honey. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's over the top. And I'm like, you're eight. They don't air those commercials anymore. And then I'm like, yeah, they do. Do they? He's seen it. He's seen it somehow. And so I don't know if on the box it has like a honey thing. I got research to do. In this situation, Coach, this is parenting, but it was customer service 101. It was me in this situation going, dude, you you are killing me. And he's over here going, am I killing you? I mean, a little surf is not that hard. Right. Like, like, like it is one of those deals of me sitting here looking at it. And this is the preschool. And I don't mean preschool like before kindergarten, but the preschool leading up to starting the day maneuver that we're having to do where the kid's putting his heels into the ground. And anybody listening to this right now, what I want you to know is this. We're like belt parents. I mean, we are, we are. hey, you talk back, you get a spanking. You get grounded. You, we take things away from you. And so to hear this story, you're like, so is this an aberration? I mean, you guys just give your kids. And, and it was one of these moments where my wife looks at me and she said, look, we're doing what we have to do to get out the door. It was one of those Mm -hmm. moments of that, and it reminded me of all these times you and I have talked coach or all the times I've consulted businesses before. And I said, there comes a moment where you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. And am I going to take care of the customer to move them along? Am I going to give in to what it is that they want? Now, the difference here for the illustration purposes is most places you go in and they're paying money. They're giving you something. Well, my children give me joy. Whatever. The deal with the situation here, coaches, you've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision in a social exchange to look and evaluate what's going on. You've got to see it and you've got to ask, okay, how do we move this thing down the road? And where somebody might be today, if if you're tuning in, if you're listening, you might be in a spot where you're saying, I've been in an impasse for so long. Do I need to give in? is it giving in? Is listening to the customer, is listening to the person and making them feel understood and valued. And these are the things we're going to talk about later in the show today. Are these things rocket science? Are they are they hard and are they like extremely difficult or sometimes is it this pride standoff? Sometimes if you if you really sit back and you look at it, is it a situation where you look at it and you say okay, this is a struggle for me because I don't want to give in. Or this is a struggle for me because I think I need to do what's right. Or this is a struggle for me because I don't know if we have the resources to take care of the person. I mean, the first thing I told my kid today was we don't have it. And he's like third from the left. Right. Then the second thing was you're not getting syrup. And again, it did take me a minute to go and find the syrup. I mean, I'm not kitchen savvy to find out where it is and all this. But then to know when I said, where'd you get this idea from? He has been fed this by people. We've all been fed ads. We've all been served ads. We're in mass media here, right? Like we want to tell people, this is why you should try this. This is why you should use this. And when the things don't match, it can be frustrating. So I think that's the negative piece. You know, I think what happens is people turn and they'll say to themselves, you know, I don't know if I can really fulfill your need. I don't know if I can really do what it is that you're wanting to do in this customer service demand or issue. But my challenge that I want people to know is this, you'll never know. You will never have a real answer to that if you don't engage, if you don't open your ears. If you don't try to listen, if you don't try to understand, I think that's a piece where we've got to evaluate and we've got to sit back and ask this. What we're going to get into a little bit later in the day is some roles and some situations that people are in that are customer service related, but they might not think so, right? That that they might be in a situation where they're in it and you do have a customer, you do have somebody that you serve, but so many people hear customer service and they may think restaurant, they may think a product, they may think 800 number. They may think, oh, I've gone to talk to somebody with my gripe or my complaint. A point that I really want to drive home is this. I believe the older I get and the more stuff I just see and experience is number one, everybody is in marketing. Here's what I mean. You are always selling something to somebody. Even if you say you're not even in sales, a first impression, right? Talking to somebody trying to, if you're a Christian, you better be in marketing because you're trying to move the gospel. I mean, you are trying to present the gospel in fresh new ways, not changing the Bible, not rewriting it per se, but turning around and saying, Hey, here's the way that this makes sense in 2023. Here's a way that this can change your life modern day, right? Like if you're not marketing the gospel, oh my word, Um, you, you don't really understand evangelism. Then the other side of it, when we step back is this, everybody's in customer service. Everybody is trying to treat people. One of my buddies, Brad Montague, developed a deal years ago called Kid President, and they would always talk to people and they would always say, treat everybody like it's your birthday right? Like like treat everybody in a way where, where it matters. And I've taken that further in my speeches and told people, if you have a birthday, you have a purpose. And so you're always in life engaging in customer service, one form or fashion. You are engaging in a way to move people in a way to take care of people in a way where you want to treat people with decency and respect, And so what we're going to do, coach, we're going to get into a couple of those examples. We're going to talk about how it matters, even if you don't know it, like even if you don't realize it. And then also looking at how this church touches the church space, how this touches community engagement and involvement, and how sometimes you may have an elected official. You may have somebody who says, hey, I need to be your person. I need to be the name that you select. And I'm telling you that this, this, and this is going to happen. But if you really look after the fact, they haven't followed up. If you look after the fact, they have not done anything to take care of the people that were their customers, their constituents, the people that believed in them. And sometimes you think you don't have to take care of people because they're coming through the door. You think you don't have to take care of people because of the mass quantity that you have of them, but lose a few, lose one that really matters, lose one that has a megaphone, lose one in modern day speak, lose one that's a keyboard warrior. And what they try to do is get all their friends, all their mama's friends and their whole community and then some, right? And I'll never forget the last story before we go into a break. I was consulting a guy in his business. And a man came in and had a terrible experience. And in this situation, the customer wasn't right. But I watched him and the chief person at the business get into an argument. And the man says to the business owner, he goes, if you don't do right by me, so all of a sudden it's a threat. If you don't do right by me, I'm a pastor and I'm going to tell my whole church about you and make sure that none of them do business here. And I thought, oh, great, we got to stand off. And the business owner looks at him and goes, go ahead, tell them all. And when I hear about it, I'll tell them what a crook their preacher is. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so this is like hand-to-hand combat here when it comes to customer service. Here's the deal. Customer service, taking care of people, doesn't need to have threats. In the, in the idea, you don't even need to think about using sharp words and weaponizing things to get your way. If I am dealing with customer service, it needs to be, and here's a key to customer service that we'll talk about today, treating people like you're glad that they exist, like you're glad that they're there, even if you wish that they were not. And then also saying, hey, this is about being understood. This is about hearing each other. This is about getting to the point that we need to get so that we can move it along. All right. What's well, so what we're talking about today on Circle Unbroken? We think that it matters for the church space, for your business, and in the community. It can make all those things better. We'll talk about it some more here on Circle, and Broken. Will the circle
1: be Unbroken. Circle yeah. This is Coach Trader's golf from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
2: We are back on Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and I got my man, Coach Mike, with me. Good day, sir. Good afternoon. Are you having a good day? Having a good one. Good. Outside of this crazy broadcast, everything else has been pretty good? Oh, yeah good coach well we're really tapping into the subject today looking at customer service and what it means and i shared a story in the first break about one of my sons who just dug his heels in on me and one of the things you said to me was you said yeah that would have been a, a standoff that would have been a hey listen um we, we, you may just not eat today right and well, uh, uh,
0: again I, I come back and, and i the the phrase I used with you is this is no longer about breakfast, right? This is, this is about who's in charge. Mm -hmm. And And that's, that's a battle. I told my daughter early on, that's the battle I win
2: period. And and for so (laughs) many people, I think it can become about winning uh, in in so many situations. Um, And there's things you say, choose your battles. You say the things you're going to pick like, Hey, I don't want to be hard at breakfast. I don't want to have to be tough on you, but guess what? I don't get to check out a parenting, right? Like I gotta, I gotta make sure, you know, right now that you don't get to act this way or do this way. I think sometimes to switch that over to business, I think sometimes you've got different people that own businesses that really focus on teaching somebody a lesson. I think they focus on now in, in parenting, that makes sense. I got to teach my kid life lessons. I got to right. let them know who's who. Uh, my wife, the, the funny part of that story, my wife is the one that always tells them, I'm not your friend. Like, she always tells them, hey, I'll be your friend later. Like right now, dude, I'm, I'm making these rules. And so I think sometimes in business, what happens is you may have an irate customer who makes a demand. And they will tell somebody, this is what you're going to do. And sometimes when they say that, it's a, Whoa, whoa! How how are you gonna tell me what to do? How are you gonna dig your heels in?
0: Well, right there's now? also that that deal as a business owner mm-hmm. or as a manager. You have done a lot of homework or a lot of work to do right your right. thing, whatever it is. Sure. Sell, sell, or cook or whatever mm-hmm. the best and most efficient way possible. Right to serve the most customers possible. Sure, sure. And now you've got somebody telling you, you're not doing it right. Right. And you're right. going to fix it for me.
2: Yes. Yes. That's, that's what and, it is.
0: And, and it's kind of like, hold it. I've been mm-hmm. doing this now for quite some time, and I know what the right way to do it is. And what you're asking me is not the right way to do this. Mm-hmm. Now you've got that balancing act of, do I dig in and say, okay, I know my way's right because it's been proven Right or this customer may or may not have some influence over future mm-hmm. sales customers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. How much do I bend? How much do I want to be known as somebody who can bend and still, yeah, and, and still get done what I need to get done.
2: What lesson am I needing to teach here? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do I what, what do I do? What am I going to? People say all the time, "Oh, you're going to die on that hill." And so when I do choose the hill, right, like Mm -hmm. here we are, this is what, this is what we're doing. Um, There, there is that sense. I went now, I have to put myself on the other side of it. If, if I am calling coach Mike and coach Mike owns Mike's local hardware store and I've bought an appliance from Mike's hardware store and all of a sudden that appliance stops working and I call you up. And I said, "Hey, this you—you you guaranteed service. It's not working. The refrigerators busted up. And uh, I love doing business with you, Mike. Here's my deal. Uh, I need you to understand me here and hear me. And yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Talk to me, Coach. I've got people coming in this weekend, and they're coming in this weekend. And my wife is the host galore, and the fridge isn't working. And you say, I want to help you. I really do." Uh, but we're at a two week window. I got two weeks before I can get anybody out there. I just Mm -hmm. can't, I, you know what I'm going to say? Thank you. Thanks for hearing me. Thanks for understanding. Situation done. I'm going to go back. and I'm going to tell my wife that my wife is going to say this. Give me the phone number. I give her the phone number. (laughs) My wife calls, goes into another room. (laughs) She comes back. And she says, they'll be here today at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, did you cuss them out? Did you, did you say things to them do you need to tell your husband about? It? Like, what did you do here to move the needle? And she goes, I told them my problem. I told them that we had bought it from them. I told them the situation. And I told them that I needed to do X, Y, and Z. And then when he told me on the phone he couldn't do it, I said, could I talk to the person that would authorize you to do that? Like, can you take me Mm -hmm. up the chain so that I can express the need here? I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to be rude, but I'm going to be very imperative. She's, And then you know what she says? A lot of times I find out that person is that person. And then I'll say this, then why won't you help me? And I said, wow. Right? Like there's a whole other level. There is how you have to choose as the person on the customer service side to engage that person. Now, I think if she dog cussed them and she told them how they were sorry and called them every name in the book, they may say, sorry, Tuesday's still the earliest. But when she says, you can help me, but you won't, why? Like, it's almost like this person in distress where you have to say, it's not that I won't, it's that I can't. And then that person says, well, actually, look, okay, give me 30 minutes. I'll figure this out for you. I think there's a way as a customer to elevate your concerns by inviting somebody into your problem as opposed to weaponizing it and saying, I'll never do business here again. It's My Mm -hmm. wife has an ability to say, I love you guys and I need help. And if you can't help me, take me to the person that can. And then when she gets there, if that person gets there and they say that they can't, then she'll hit them with this. Do you have somebody I can call? Is there like a trusted repair guy that does stuff for y'all like please help me. I was going to somewhere can you yes. direct me somewhere? Yes. Please. a little bit of a
0: little bit of that little bit of a little bit of a Mike's bit store, mm-hmm. Mike's appliance store mm-hmm. a local what I a local, what I a a mom i pop a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a of a chain of a chain that has thousands of customers of nation. Right. What's, Cause you're going to get a whole different response there. Yeah. You know, my first thought when you're there, when you're telling me that I've got to have something today, you know, I'm hosting this tomorrow. Yeah. I've got to have something right. today, stuff like that. My first thought is, okay, do I have a demo model I can drop at his house right. for a day while right. we're getting his fixed? Right. You right. know, can I, can I do a swap out of some kind and get his fixed, get it back to him or something like that? Why? Because this is this is local. This is in home. Now, yeah, you know, I'm Sears and Sawbuck, <laughs> and I've got 150 stores scattered across the nation, and I lose one customer over a refrigerator. In the long run, that's not going to cost me sure. anything. Sure. Ball game is a little bit different. And, and so, no, I've got this process I've got to follow. Otherwise, I can't keep anybody happy. Right. And I'm going to lose a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, do I lose one or do I lose 150? Right, right. That's darn right. And so, no, I've got to follow this process because all these other people that are ahead of you in line have the same problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they need something right now. Right, right. And and what's what makes your problem more important than their problem?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Now, you know, and that's usually as when i was when I'm caught in that situation as a teacher, I would have sure uh, I'd have parents go, "Well, can you help my kid to do this?" and I said, ma'am and, you know sir, i've got thirty five other kids in here. Do I put yours ahead of them mm. and how do I explain that to so and so's parents that your kid's more important than his kid
2: right right and
0: and it was kind of like you know at, when I did that a couple of times, it was kind of like uh, well, you know, let them see my side of this.
2: Here's where we are. This yeah.
0: is where I am. This is what I have to accomplish. Uh-huh. You know, I, I have a you. standard. I Will have you a hear standard. Me? Yeah. yeah. I have a standard. I have to live up to. Right. For right. my grads. So I get graded too on how well right. your kid performs. So this is, let's understand the goal here. You know, it's not my goal to see your kid fail. Mm-hmm. It's not my goal to see your
2: refrigerator Right. Go on the fritz at the wrong time. I, and telling somebody, I hear you. You know I want to help you. Like yeah. I stand here wanting to help here you. Here
0: are my resources. Yeah. Here are my limitations. Yeah, let's let's
2: work together
0: and let's see what I can pull let's out here. Let's
2: see what here. we do. Remember I sold you this. I provided you this. I didn't break it, but I do stand behind it. Like I'm here mm-hmm. I'm here to help. Like I want to I want to work yeah. with you on this.
0: And 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 I think there's where, you know, when, when you asked me about my my first thought yes. of customer service yes. is when I call that line, that, that right. customer service right. line, do they hear, but I've also got to keep in mind that I'm not the only problem they're dealing with. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, as the customer, I'm also involved in, I guess, lack of a better term, business service.
2: Yeah. Right,
0: I want this guy to hear me. Right, I don't want him to think I'm just okay. I'm just another voice that's complaining about something that I really can't do much about. Right. I don't want to be mad.
2: It's, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking just to gripe, but
0: I do need you to hear me because I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, quite frankly, today I've got an issue. I got an issue that I'm still, you know, the the the, the app that I was supposed to use didn't work. Right. right. And it cost me the discount that I'm supposed to be able to use. Local manager said, all right, I understand. I will give you your order at the discount through the app. But she goes, I can't fix your problem. You'll have to call corporate to fix it. (laughs) Right. Right. And I thought, well, okay, this manager did what she could do. Sure.
2: You told me where your limitation was.
0: Yeah. Transparent. This is because this is out of my control. Right. My store does not control this. But I will honor your effort. Here's where I am. Yeah. Yeah. I will honor your effort. And then here's how you fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, okay, I'm not real happy with the answer, but she (laughs) did. But she did the best that she could do. So I'm going back to that place. You know, when the problem gets fixed, I'm going back to this place because that manager did the best they could do under the circumstances presented to them. That's exactly. And that's all I'm really ever asking as a customer.
2: Right. Right. Oh, that—that's all. And having that communication, ha- yeah. having that, hey, yeah. And she you're told valued. me,
0: "Here's what I can do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she you didn't matter. have to. She goes, and she said, "If you ordered through this kiosk, I have to pay. I have to charge this price because we're being accounted right. through this, right." But she said, "If you'll give me your order, I'll take it in." And basically, I think what she did, she ordered on her app. Yeah, oh, I've had that happen. And or or whatever, but she ordered it through the app, and gave me the discount that I would have gotten right uh, through through that. Which okay, hey, you made your situation right. You fixed what you could fix, and you told me how to get the big problem fixed. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, she did her job. You got you got creative.
2: You you found a way. I was There was a guy that I was talking to in in one of his businesses, and we were sitting at this table, and he told me, and I've shared you a portion of this story before, Coach. uh, He told me, he said, hey, I need you to tell me. I need you to give me a nod when I'm not being who I need to be with my employees and with my customers, because we were doing a lot of troubleshooting at this big round table. And I said, okay, okay. So, he wanted me to be like a moral compass in this consult. I said, that's fine. That's fine. And so, we went through, we went through, and there was a customer service issue that popped up, and- one of his people told him, I don't feel like I can really get this done. It's kind of what I mentioned earlier. He said, I don't feel like I can get this done because I don't know if I'm going to upset you, but I'm trying to take care of the customer. And he looked at him and he said, okay. He said, "Taff, thoughts on that? And I said, you want me to talk out loud? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. And I said, look, there is a concept. I said, there's a biblical concept. Now, this has to do with salvation. And I said, but there is a biblical concept of weighing, leaving the 99 and going after the one. And I know what that's talking about, but sometimes there's a moment where if you evaluate that this one needs to be gone after because of the value, then you'll go and do it. And the situation that we were dealing with here was there's a really big fish that was going to move the needle for them. And if they treated this fish like everyone else, they could lose some corporate lines of things they needed to do. I said, so there is an evaluation on that. And so when everybody left the room, he looks at me and he goes, I know I told you. to to tell me, and I know I invited you to talk out loud. And he said, but when, when we really get into the spiritual stuff and I go, are you mad at me? He goes, I'm not mad at you. I said, well, what is it then? And he goes, Jesus never owned a business. (laughs) And, And the point that he was making in it was there are times when I look at it and go, I'm not trying to be such a fill in the blank, but but Jesus didn't run a business. And he wasn't trying to say that he was better than Jesus. It reminded me of the Mike Huckabee line years ago when somebody said, would Jesus be a Democrat or a Republican? And Huck could be fast on his feet. It was in a debate because uh, they were trying to get him mm-hmm. for being too conservative. And uh, he said, would he have been a Republican or a Democrat? And he goes, ha, "Ha ha Jesus, unlike all of us, was way too smart to run for public office. <laughs> and it was one of, one of those deals where I was like, ah, here in this situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus did not own a business per se uh, because his kingdom was not of this world. And also a lot of the principles that he have that he said do apply to businesses, but a lot of them would obliterate. Your business, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it was a really funny private yeah. situation there because it is a conflict. It's oh, yeah. a conflict for people that are hearing this now. We're going to take you into a break. But for people that are trying to run an organization while also keeping your mind focused on kingdom things. We'll be back here after the break on Circle Unbroken.
1: Circle, and
0: you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7 located in Columbia, Tennessee
2: we are rolling here on Circle and Broken. We've been trying to give you a little bit of a life nugget here and there, you know, stuff that you can think about, stuff that'll hopefully add value to you. And we've been dealing with the subject today of customer service and what it means. And, and we talk about this from time to time because we believe that everybody has customers. Coach and I were talking off the mic about an experience at a local place with a corporate chain, you know, and things that happen when it comes to dealing with an app. When it comes to dealing with an order, uh, sometimes an order history is a whole other <laughs> deal. Uh, I was with a client uh, recently, a guy we've been doing business together for years, and we went to this restaurant, a restaurant that we knew, and the lady was just mean. The lady that sat us down was just mean. And he finally looks at her and was like, what's going on today? Like, like well, what's the deal? I'm well, not same all day. And he was like, not the same old you. I was like, whoa, whoa, and I thought, now she may pop off on us because this lady was wearing a lot of it. The opposite happened. The opposite happened, Coach. She was like, "Hey, my bad, my bad." Uh, that was if there's a guy who's been on air with us before. Ben Selby uh, came in and talked about his life, is what what he does now with the mm-hmm. the flight nurse and all that. And he so he told me recently that if he is experiencing somebody who is there to serve him, who is there mm-hmm. to engage him, and if it's bad, he will say to them. Hey, I pray your day gets better. And I said, how do they react when you say that? And he goes, it's usually either or, but what I want them to know is that I really do. I pray that your day gets better. Something's not mm. okay.
0: You know, Well, in your, your story right before that yeah. comment was the, you know, the customer side of it is engaging and saying, I know you're better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here because you've been better. Right. Right. Something's up, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and it's kind of a recognition of, you know, you're good. I know you're good or I wouldn't be back, but right. something's not right here because you know, I'm not getting what I normally get mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then, you know, some of your other stories, I can remember talking with somebody who owns a business and he said, I get caught between, he goes, I, I know I've trained my employees well. Cor- correct. He says, But, you know, I've run into these things, and he says, and I struggle every time. Do I back my employee and support them because I demand certain things from them and, you know, I should help them? Or do I, you know, sacrifice our relationship as employee-employer for customer-provider? Right.
2: Yeah. Which one? Because I can't always do, I can't
0: keep both of them. Right. And he goes, and he goes, man, he goes, I got to live with that employee. That employee's got to help me make money. Mm -hmm. That customer may be a one time deal.
2: Right. Right. Yep. I've seen a a picture of that before. And and he goes,
0: I've struggled. Boy, he said, you know, to the point where he had an employee meeting and basically said and reiterated, i am behind you occasionally i'm gonna have to sacrifice you to the customer
2: oh told him that straight up
0: yeah he said occasionally he says when i can back you i will and he said and but occasionally i'm gonna have to say you're right i will fix it and you know and it's going to be exactly opposite of what you tried to do right Right. And then we'll get together. He says, I promise you, if I ever do that to you, I will sit down with you and tell you why I did it. Mm, mm, sure, He says, I'm asking you to trust me to this point.
2: Right. If if that happens, what I am doing to you, sure.
0: You know, I'm asking you to trust me to this point. And, you know, by all, you know, and I, you know, in checking with his employees, other, you know, friends of mine and stuff like that, they said, oh, yeah, so we'll... He so said, "We love working for him, right? Because he does stick up for us. But he also we also we understand he's got to, he does have to keep the customer happy because they don't they have the choice to right. walk through that
2: door or not." Right. This is this is the picture, Coach that I that I found. Uh, I'm showing I'm showing Coach a picture right here, and you may have seen it before, guys. It's a boss, and the boss is standing on a wood plank out over a cliff, and he's standing on it, and he's pointing a gun. At the employee, and the employee is back on solid ground, but his feet are what's holding the wood the word plank <laughs> there. And so there's a there's an image there of we got to weigh this out. I got to look no, at if it. I, and yeah, see. If I, yeah, if I
0: shoot this employee, I I go down.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, what's gonna happen here? If, I, I hope, Coach, that somebody's tuning in just for that line. Yeah. <laughs> If I shoot this employee, I'm done. But it, but that's what happens. Uh, that's, that's how we feel. And there's a noise that comes with this. Here's what I mean. This morning in, in my initial illustration, there was a moment where my wife said, whatever I have to do for less noise. All right. I've got, a, I've got a son who's barking, a husband who's upset. If I have to put a little bit of syrup on this and get out the door, let's go. But then you think about noise in general. I've met church leaders before. And I've asked them how it's going. Like, how's it going at the church? And here's what they'll say: Man, right now things are good. And I'll ask them, okay, well, tell me a little bit more. Well, you know, uh, nobody's complaining. Every, everything's good. There's no there's no crazy drama. Everybody's just kind of going with the flow. It's all it's all good. It feels it feels good. And I'm over here going. Sometimes we equate no noise. With things being good, you know, perfect. And I know when I had my little, little kids, no noise was scary. Yes. Like no noise was like, okay, what are we breaking? What are we doing? And then sometimes it would feel like those old uh, Arby's commercials of where is everybody? Where did everybody go? Go. Like, like Hold yeah. on, what's going on in churches, especially here's what I want leaders to hear. When you are hearing from people, when you are hearing people, from people they're still talking in your marriage right now if you're hearing from people they're still talking in your communities those of you that are community leaders if you are hearing from your people they're still talking be afraid be nervous look over your shoulder get a new plan when they're not yeah. like when people aren't doing that i tell in the premarital counseling sessions i will tell these young men uh i'll tell them all the time hey if you feel like she's a nag if you feel like it's constant hey that's your person like you have signed up for her to talk to you sometimes it'll feel like she's talking at you sometimes it will feel like, but that's your person be scared bro when she stops talking, I, I'll tell them that all the time, coach. Yeah. Because that's the thing in churches, especially people will view, especially when it gets into the generational differences. Why are the younger people always complaining? Why are the older people always mad? Hey, they're talking. They're still there. They're, they're your people. I, I, When I'm coaching mm-hmm.
0: and and for years, this was one of my day one speeches. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, coaches have their routines. One of the things I would tell my players is I'm loud. Mm. Just understand this. I'm right. loud. Sure. Sure. Now, I'm going to do my best to be loud for you as I am yeah. on you. Right. I'm going to try my best, but, you know, depending on how the, what the circumstances are. I said, now, the time you better get worried is when I quit yelling.
2: Yeah, when you don't hear from me.
0: And especially when you know you've messed up. Sure. And I don't say anything.
2: Right. Right. I
0: said, because that usually means I've given up on the circumstances and I'm not going to waste my energy on it. Right. I'm going to, I'm going other places. I'm going to go to another person. I'm going to go to another player. Mm-hmm. I've done what I can do with this situation. If I'm yelling at you, if I'm doing this, I still think you can get it done. Sure. 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 And like, you know, it's kind of what I think I'm sure that's kind of where you're at. As long yep. as they're talking to you, you've got a chance to yeah, fix. It. talk
2: to me. You got a chance yeah. to
0: hear it. You got a chance to fix it. When they quit talking, it, you may be too late. Right.
2: That and same, that same business owner I told you about that said, Jesus never owned a business. He's also famous for saying to me one time when we were talking about issues, he goes, I don't know where the issues are coming from. I don't know where the leaks are. I don't know where the cracks are. And he goes, I can't fight ghosts. He was so famous to me in my mind for saying that I can't fight ghosts. But basically saying that's why he doesn't deal with anything that's anonymous, anything that have a name on it. Cause he, he just told me that he goes, I can't fight a ghost. I don't, I don't know, you know, which way it's, it's coming from. But there's, there's gotta be that trust developed, sure. uh, you know, both ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, as the, as the customer, I want the business owner or the provider to know, Hey, I, I have my needs and I'm coming to you to get my needs fixed or get right. my needs met. Right. As the provider is, I can do these things. I can't do these things. I need you to know that. Yeah. I, I, I There's certain things, things I you. just can't do.
2: Right. Right.
0: And keep my business or certain things I just can't do because it's impossible for my circumstances to do it Uh, because there are people and and I've I've dealt more with them honestly I've dealt with them more since I retired but uh, you know there's some people who just think I'm going to get what I want and if I don't get it I'm just going to throw more money at it and I'll get it and eventually I'll get what I want
2: I'm going to do that period
0: and sometimes it's just not possible Mm. Mm. it can't be done And, and now what do you do That's so, that's so true that, and, and and so, you know, I'm trying to, I, I, as the customer going to customer service, I usually try to put myself as much as I can in that person, in that manager's place, in that owner's place when I'm couching my question or couching my complaint.
2: Well, I think that's the important thing Mm -hmm. is understanding their perspective. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm
0: way. one of 400,
2: right? Right.
0: Okay. Does he sacrifice 50 of those 400 to keep me happy?
2: What's or, the What's the value on me? Yeah, you
0: yeah. know, and, and sometimes I just got to recognize I'm one of a thousand,
2: right? Yeah.
0: I don't really, you right. know, in the long scheme of things, if I quit going to his place, it's not going to stop his business. It's not going to hurt him, and he's got a whole lot of other problems besides me to worry about (laughs) a lot more. So I'm going to get what I get and Mm. I've got to accept that if I want to. Okay. Then I'll be back. If not, then I do. I have that option to go
2: somewhere else. And I think a lot of owners, a lot of people in positions here, a lot of parents, a lot of coaches, a lot of admins, a lot of anybody at the top of a chain, we have our reactions. And then later on we'll say, well, I wish you had come to me or I wish I had known say, whoa, 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 this was already brought to you. And you said X. Well, that's why we don't want to make decisions that are out of haste. You know, I mean, there's things for me parentally. There's things for you as a coach. Uh, there's things for church leaders, business leaders, community leaders where you popped off. And then later on, somebody made it address the issue or a situation. You said, well, you know what? That's something we can talk about. And they say, oh, I tried that. And you said, Phew. well, maybe the timing was off. Maybe there were a lot of factors there that you didn't understand that I didn't understand. And then there's a word here that we use sometimes when we throw this word into the future, it seems weak. When I say this, Oh, hi, Mike, you're calling me with such and such need. Okay. We can't do that right now. I'd be glad to revisit that in the future. When I throw it in the future, it's kind of like how maybe sounds to my kids. Maybe is never right. But then when we go into the future and I'm in that moment down the road and I say, Hey, I botched that. Would you be willing to revisit it? Then it's powerful mm-hmm. you know, to be able to go back and to do that. Not to undo, not to try to put toothpaste back into a tube, all the illustrations we know, but just having a perspective. And guys and girls, wherever you are today, uh, this is going to be your altar call. This is going to be the end. This is going to be the mic drop for you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there is somebody who is your customer. They are your customer. I tell my kids when they play for a coach, that's your customer, not the people in the stands. When you get a job, that boss, that's your customer, okay? Making sure that you're somebody's good decision. They will empower you. They will trust you. And if you don't believe that, you see that every time you get onto a court. You see that every time you receive a paycheck. You receive that every time that you dwell in the same place as somebody else. Take care of that customer and then you're going to be able to be in sync for all the rest. Thank you for joining us today on Circle Unbroken. Until next time, we go.
1: I was standing by my window on one